Welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and as always, I'm joined by Johnny. I'm getting right into it this week. How you doing, mate? I'm groovy. Feeling pretty groovy, <laughs> baby. baby. <laughs> Never want to hear that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm alright. I'm alright, not too bad. It's been busy, busy week, but I've been... Uh, Chilling out, watching the new series of The Witcher. My God, everyone's horny in that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just wants to fuck. But yeah, no, all right, mate. Good. That has said it's good, but everyone online is saying it's absolute dog shit. It's all right. The, the first season was really, really good. The second one was a bit slow, but it seems to be... Um, I'm, li- I'm liking this third one. Well, we've watched much worse stuff than that this week, Johnny. <laughs> because we took a look back at... Austin Powers, The International Man of Mystery, 1997. We did. It's not what I expected. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much here. No. And it's odd because I watched this, I think, like half a year ago with Harry, who's been on this podcast. And I remember enjoying them, but I do also remember having had drinks. Yeah. I was painfully sober this time and it wasn't quite what I remembered. It's one of those things, obviously, you you look at it through rose-tinted glasses. But I, I, we'll get into it anyway. But it's it's one of those things that was so quotable. It was like Anchorman was in like another seven years or whatever. It was one of those ones that was just constantly there. So I don't know whether how good it actually was or whether it's just constantly in people's brains. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't. I, rem- I remember watching it when I was a kid, but I haven't watched it probably since then, as the podcast wants us to do. <laughs> but it's. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what's up. Let's start, as we always do then, with a quick plot synop. I like this one. It's straight from the top of Google as well. I didn't cheat. I didn't look anywhere else. <laughs> but this is this one is one we can talk about for sure. So, here we go. Spoof of 1960s spy films in which cryogenically preserved secret agent Austin Powers is revived in, in the present day. Once synonymous with style, Powers soon realises that his vocabulary... That is vocabulary. <laughs> that is vocabulary. What a word to get stuck on. <laughs> Fashion sense and attitude to women are hopefully out of date. He enlists the help of decidedly modern woman, a decidedly modern woman, <laughs> god damn it, to help him adjust to the 1990s and vanquish his old adversary, Dr. Mm. Evil. Before we get into that, I am thinking of putting together a bonus episode yeah. of all the times that I fuck up. Because obviously I edit as much of that out as I can, but I do it so often and we have such a laugh about it because I'm not a well-in-the-head man, apparently, when it comes to words. Just, I think, 20 minutes straight of me trying to get sentences out. Hey, between you and me, you do me the service of editing out my, all my word fuck-ups as well, so I think it's probably like a three-part special. <laughs> I can't do just me. No. That would be rude. <laughs> yeah. What I wanted to touch on with this uh, plot synopsis is that um, he realises that his vocabulary and fashion sense and attitude to women are out of date. <laughs> that is not true. No. He holds on to those throughout the entire movie. There is no self-reflection <laughs> in this, but that requires some sort of deepness or like a subplot that this film just does not have. Oh, this is all not. service level. Yeah. <laughs> He um, wears the same get-up pretty much the whole way through and talks the whole uh, the same way the whole way through, the whole way the same way. <laughs> That's another one for the title show. Title show, <laughs> fucking hell, put me down. <laughs> That's another one for the clip show. <laughs> I could probably take them all from just this episode alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Well, let's get into the movie proper. And Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery opens with a very angry Dr. Evil who starts by killing four out of the six of his minions before he, he asks the last two to bring down Britain's number one spy, Austin Powers. And the two are left are Mufasa? Yeah. And, no, Mustafa. Yeah. Mustafa and Frau. Frau is the one you'll all recognise. And Mustafa is played by Will Ferrell. He's got a bigger scene coming up, so we'll leave him for now. <laughs> Something has to be said about him and a lot of the other stuff in this movie. Absolutely. He, um, <laughs> it's his first acting role, apparently. No. That's what the trivia said. 97. That was his first acting role. I thought he was always about. 
I don't know, mate. Maybe. Well, that that might have been wrong. No, I'm probably wrong because I can't think of anything else. Was he not in SNL before then? Yeah, like movie role. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, I can't see anything else on his on his page saying that it was earlier. This was the first one. Well, that explains why he is like dispatched with immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make this guy star. Oh wait. <laughs> Well, then we get a montage depicting... We're over to Blighty, and we get a montage depicting why it's absolutely ridiculous that Austin Powers can be called a spy, let alone a secret agent, because everybody knows this guy. They're crowding around him, they're throwing a party that he's just in the street. They all fucking love him, and I could not tell you why. He is unbearable from the get-go. Absolutely. The word spy sort of lends itself to anonymity anyway, right? You're trying to be a bit clandestine. Destine. And he is being chased down the streets by schoolgirls and older women alike. It's it's firstly very weird considering the way he is and the man he is. Everyone should realise what a monster that man truly is in his core. But Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a sex symbol and they do say later on about his teeth, but I blame this film for the American thinking of we have bad teeth in the UK. Yes, and ironic that he is Canadian who did that to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's a myth to Americans listening, if you didn't stop listening after the last episode where we did the 9-11 thing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> They'd have stopped listening long before then. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not true. None of my friends have bad teeth. I've got good teeth. Please stop making that joke. It's not funny and it never has been. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot quintessentially British in this movie, or even I think any of them really, apart from maybe in, I think it's Goldmember, where I've forgotten the bloke's name, the old dude who was Alfred in the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Michael Caine. Michael Caine, yes, that one. There's like a mini in that, which I suppose is quite British. He's driving a Jaguar in this. I didn't even notice. Yeah. The Jaguar's British? I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> British. It's got a massive... It's got a massive... Um, oh my God, what's our fucking flag called? Union Jack. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe we're not very British. <laughs> Make sure to nominate us for that award. Well, that's okay. Uh, I'm half Maltese, so I've got an excuse. <laughs> see how many times I can bring that up every episode. <laughs> God. Oh, Lord. So, uh, Austin Powers now meets up with his partner, who is Mrs. Kensington. Mm. And they both get an exposition dump from Basil Exposition. If that isn't on the nose enough for you, there's plenty more to come. I did find that quite funny, actually. That first yeah. bit, his name being Basil Exposition. I, I actually quite like that. <laughs> I think I was a little disappointed because maybe I don't remember this movie as much as the other ones, but I remember him being in it more and like enjoying his character a lot more yeah. rather than him just being this joke. But I suppose they have to do that in this one because that's his name and they bring him back in the others and they have to flesh him out a bit more. Yeah, yeah, that's I remember him that. But I also rem- was waiting for Mini-Me to turn up, so... <laughs> Me too, and <laughs> yeah. Fat Bastard. Yeah, yeah, same as that. Yeah. So maybe I've never seen this one and I've only ever seen... The second and, and third? Was there a third one? Yeah, there's a third one. There's yeah. The Spy Who Shagged Me, that's the second one, and then Goldmember oh, is the yeah. third one. That's, that's the one with Beyonce in, isn't it? And I read today that there is a fully written script for number four. They just don't know whether they're going to make it. Please like The story is ironclad. If they make it, it will be that story. Oh. But no, I, I don't think they will. He's oh. too old now, I think. Yeah. He had a series on Netflix... Not long ago, it's got a weird name. I'm not going to remember what it was called. It's like kind of Illuminati stuff. Oh, right. All kind of the same humour. It's not translated very well, I think. But It's sort of been and gone, that sort of spoofy kind of... Oh, yeah. I don't know. There is still stuff around, but this was really like the, the peak times. This until about 2008 was when it was Yeah, whenever they on. stopped making the movie movies. Yeah. Scary movie. Epic movie. Date movie, epic movie. Yeah. yeah superhero movie. I, <laughs> I watched um, We Are The Spartans in the cinema. That was... Oh, bro, what? <laughs> I don't know. On my Who own the as only well. guy? <laughs> Who was on my own? <laughs> I've only ever I've only ever watched two films in the cinema on my own. One was Meet the Spartans and the second one was Little Man. Do you remember that with the guy Oh, the Wayne brothers. Yeah. 
it's like a dude with like I can't even remember. I remember it was in the summer holidays and I went to work with my dad. I was like, nah, this is shit. I'm going to go to the cinema and watch that. I, I can't even remember. It's, it's either a dude with a baby and he plays the baby as well. It's a, a person with dwarfism pretending to be a, a yeah, child, I that's think. It. But it's the added layer. It's a it's a man yeah. who doesn't have dwarfism pretending to have dwarfism pretending to be a child. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was the masterpiece I spent my summer holidays watching. <laughs> don't make movies like that anymore, no. do we? I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carl suggested that for this podcast at some point. Really? Because it, it just must be awful, mustn't it? I it, mean... There must be so much in that. Yeah. Yeah. It must be. I mean, I must have blocked most of it out of my brain because I couldn't even remember what it was about. So <laughs> I just remember that I'd seen it. I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Those films of people doing both faces as well, like he does Doctor Evil as well in this, and then yes. Fat Bastard and the others. That's not a thing now either, right? I can't think of any films that have been released recently, or even in the last sort of ten years. We had what was that one with Eddie Murphy? Norbit. Norbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, famously bad movie. Yeah. Terrible. From what I remember, I've not watched it recently, yeah. so I, I can attest to that. And there's that one where Adam Sandler plays oh, Jack his and Jill. The brother and the sister, Jack and Jill. Yeah. I've not watched that, but that wasn't that long ago, I don't think. No, I think it's probably longer ago than we think. Okay, yeah. Thank God we're out of that stage because I, I dislike these films most of the time. I would hazard a guess between 2009 and 2013 that came out. Oh. Because it was after Don't Mess With The Zohan. Yeah, yeah. And before he stopped doing all all his recent good stuff. Yeah. I'm going to have a look. 2011. Oh. Right in the sweet spot. Right in the fucking sweet spot. But also sad because that's the ravages of time made. Because it doesn't feel that long ago for me either. (laughs) Not at all. We're old as dirt. 12 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Moving on. Basil tells Austin that Dr. Evil has a trap planned for him if he goes to this swingers club that he's planning to go to. Mm. Austin's not worried. He goes there anyway. And once he gets there with Mrs. Kensington, they're approached by a waiter who offers them some drinks. And it's a woman when she's taking the drink order. And then Austin punches her in the face. (laughs) And all of a sudden, it's a man. (laughs) That's quite funny. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be a whole disguise thing. Yeah. But they do this again later, and I'll, I'll put a pin in this for now. But yeah. It's not as funny the second no. time. <laughs> no, not at all. Not even in the way that it was meant to be funny. I did not no. find it funny. But that's it's where he does, uh, she's a man, baby. And that's like one of the many quotables of this film of the time, which I remember being very, very funny at school. <laughs> How funny it was. Yeah, I didn't find it funny this time. I mean, it's all you need when you're at school, isn't it? You haven't really developed your own sense of humour yet. No. So you cling on to films that you can just quote. Exactly. And then further on in school, when you start getting your sense of humour, you can tell who the funny people aren't because they're the ones still yeah. quoting movies. <laughs> ah. Okay, I don't like you. Yeah, it's one of those those things. It's like Anchorman, although I still love Anchorman, but that was a telltale one for us at school. Where Yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's it's a classic and I still love it, but the ones who were still doing it in sick form needed needed to leave me alone at that point. <laughs> I just felt editor Evan, his bum tightens then, because I hate how much I say yeah after someone is like speaking or something. I'm mm. like, why don't you have something good to input, Evan? Why are you saying yeah? <laughs> and I know you've got to make a response, but I just said, yeah, okay, definitely, or something like that. Three, All three in a row, all three I can drop in. And now I have to leave it in because I'm ranting about it. Uh, it's all right, mate. It's all right. I say yeah all the time or hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, we're pulling the curtain back here. <laughs> did you see uh, Andy Warhol in the club as well? I did not. Doing some painting. It was someone who certainly looked like Andy Warhol. I don't think I know what he looks like. I think I only know the Men in Black reference an to him. looking dude. Yeah, yeah, that's why he was an alien in that, yeah. then, I guess. <laughs> um, did you get the name of the club as well? Oh, I didn't write it all down. The Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. Yes, Bit that's very Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, after they stop the assassin from trying to kill them, Dr. Evil then kills the assassin. 
with, with a grappling hook, I think, and then makes his escape upstairs in the club where he's able to get to his rocket. Yeah. Which I think is attached to a club. It's inside a, a big boy, which is a very American reference. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Which I don't think we have in the UK. Certainly not those big statues that they have. No, we don't have them anywhere. We've only got the Angel of the North. <laughs> Grey buildings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the Angel of the North. <laughs> American listeners, Google that and it's be in awe. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Christ the Redeemer, but fucking rubbish. <laughs> and on the side of a motorway. Yeah. It literally is at the side of a motorway. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, why do people come here i I never really get it no idea no idea but he's um dr evil was in this like egg thing with it all like foggy in there he has so much time to shoot him he's got enough time for him to call his cat and the cat to walk over and jump on his lap and deliver some exposition for the future talking about how he's going to be frozen and stuff and then the door's shut and then he tries to start shooting him he had a solid 30 seconds with a fucking clear shot. <laughs> Doctor Evil could have shot Austin instead of his <laughs> yeah, own man. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have gotten the rest of this movie, I would we, Johnny? Not. So... <laughs> It'd be like if the air gun killed the burglars in Home Alone. <laughs> it's just about his criminal trial. <laughs> As you were saying, it starts misting up and he shoots into space uh, and he actually freezes himself. Mm. And he does it for 30 years because now we skip to 1997, the year in which this film came out and is set. And the big boy, the rocket he's in, starts to descend back down to Earth. Yeah. And again, uh, going on from what you just said, why don't the military shoot him out of the sky? (laughs) They know who it is. They immediately know it's Dr. Evil. It's not like they're the police and they're like, oh, we've got to arrest him because it's right. You're the military. (laughs) He's threatened the world before. Yeah, they've got surface-to-air missiles. Also, I can guarantee everyone in that club that he took off from are dead. (laughs) (laughs) How is Austin not dead? I don't know if you've ever seen a a rocket take off like (laughs) one going into space. It's pretty fucking wild underneath it. And and everyone in there apparently is completely fine, including our protagonist. They would all be melted into a puddle and then evaporated by the thousands of degrees being burned onto their faces. Oh Well, as we're about to find out, Austin is fine because he was also frozen after Dr. Evil was frozen and they're just defrosting him now. And this is all just a setup for like a, a piss gag where he's like had 30 years of piss in him and he does a really long piss. Piss, piss, piss. Yeah. And then he's partnered up with Miss Kensington, which is Mrs. Kensington's daughter, Vanessa. The piss that he does is exactly the length of piss that I do after I've had a big session and it's about 4am and I've had about five nighttime beers. Uh, my night-night beers, sorry, is what shall I call my beers that are trying to get me to sleep. <laughs> um, and then I go for a wee and I, I joke you not. Joke you not? Oh my God. I shit you not. It lasts probably about a minute. It's joke long, my wee. longer than Austin Powers' <laughs> wee. <laughs> Record it. I'll put it at the end of a set. <laughs> yeah. I've got... I've got to have like eight night-night beers and then and then I'll record it, you know, just to keep the demons away. Joke me not, Johnny. Oh I won't believe it till I hear <laughs> Joke it. Joke me not, Jesus. Put me down, please, someone. Well, Austin goes to like the reception area to get his possessions back from the MOD and we just get a gag about him having a, like a Swedish penis pump in there and he's refusing to admit that it was his in front of Vanessa. Mm. But it's here I really started to realise that I don't like Austin Powers. <laughs> He's so cringy's not even the right word. It's like a more violent feeling than that. He's gross. Oppressively it curdled gross. the contents of my stomach watching him hitting on Vanessa in front of that other dude. Yeah, and Elizabeth Hurley does not deserve that. She is an icon. She's so fit. <laughs> Shocking she's in this. Yeah, I don't know. She was like one of the biggest models and then she did this. But then... I don't know. They got Beyonce, didn't they? So They they fucking did. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Yeah, unbelievable. But the whole thing with his fucking cock pump and stuff, which if you don't want people to know that you've got a cock pump, don't write a book about it because that's one of the gags. Yes, I did laugh at that, but... <laughs> Like every joke in this, and I don't usually like getting into like the nitpicking of the film too much, but every joke is so laboured. It's never just like a, 
the joke next thing. It's joke, joke again, joke again, joke again, joke again. But it's the same joke every time. And they do it for like a minute, two minutes, and then you move on to the next scene. Some scenes there's no purpose for. It's just a joke and it has no relation to the movie and you go to somewhere else. I would say that that is only with Austin because all of Dr. Evil's scenes, they're so much funnier. It's almost like a blooper reel, a lot of his stuff. It's him like trying to sit down on a chair and slipping off of it or like get trying to give the guy his cat and then it drags him out of the scene and stuff like that, that that's what was yes, really making me cackle good. but all yeah it's like this really forced like two lines too long on everything where you're just like oh all right if, if it was like a, a quickie a quickie fucking a quick like snappy thing that he says maybe it's a bit funnier but it's just still so fucking cringy <laughs> i think it's that when he's dr evil and talk to all the henchmen in there there's no real straight man in that room everyone's doing a joke well, he's so they the all play man. off each other and that's quite funny yeah i suppose so but he's acting still quite goofy yeah whereas with austin so. he's the only one ever making a joke and he's only ever playing to straight men like Vanessa, does she do anything funny in this? I don't think so. No, no. And Basil's like all uptight and he's barely in this anyway. Also, it was a good point to say, I never knew that Mike Myers also did Dr. Evil for a long time. I, in recent years, obviously, I've known that. But looking at him, I still can't no. see the Mike Myers in Dr. Evil. No, no, I'm with you. It, I didn't realise either when I was younger. And then it, I, I can't remember who told me, but I remember someone told me that and it fucking it blew my mind. The hair alone is quite a big difference. But it's actually quite impressive. Well, now we go back over to Dr. Evil, uh, where (laughs) uh, this is the Mustafa scene (laughs) that we put a pin in earlier. So uh, Dr. Evil is mad that Mustafa was the one to design this freezing process he'd undergone. And he was fine, but his cat had lost all his hair. Uh, So he kills Mustafa. But the major issue I have is that Will Ferrell's got like this Arabic garb on? He's in brownface. I, I mean, I know he's called Mustafa. He's definitely in brownface. Yeah. But there is no reason why he has to be. He could just be Will Ferrell, yeah. since this yeah. is his first movie. No, no. He doesn't need a disguise. <laughs> no, he's not trying to go undercover, more so than no. fucking Austin Powers. But he's, yeah, he's not like this big actor doing this funny role. He's just a white guy dressed up as, I don't even know what, what that would be but it's, is it like Turkish or something? Don't want to hazard a guess. He's got a fez on, if that helps anyone narrow it down. Moroccan, yeah, maybe that's getting closer to what we're supposed to be doing. And It's uncomfortable, whatever it is. He's he's definitely got too much makeup on. Oh, I think that's paint, mate. I don't think it's makeup. (laughs) (laughs) This is misstep number one, and it's not the only one in this movie. (laughs) And the rest aren't necessary either. Mm. (laughs) We'll get to those. It's at this bit that I realised that uh, Doc to evil when he talks also sounds remarkably like donald trump oh yeah (laughs) yes there is that twang to it yeah that probably adds to the comedy of it as well now yeah i couldn't yeah i couldn't unhear it once i fucking i worked it out but i was like fucking he sounds like someone and then he was like right oh that was awful but yeah i was like (laughs) something like that (laughs) that was matthew mcconaughey yeah (laughs) all right all right all right (laughs) I think you've just ruined this film for a lot of people, you know. Oh, sorry. I think it ruined itself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here Dr. Evil introduces more of his minions that he's getting involved now in the 90s. There's Mustafa, he's just killed. There's Frau, who's still around. Number two, who is older now. Patty O'Brien, who is just a Irish man. Mm. No other real... He's funny because he's Irish, apparently. Yeah. And then there's Random Task, which is obviously, obviously a spoof of Odd Job from James Bond. He is dressed the same. It might be the same guy. I don't know. It could well be. Do you want to do a little Where Are They Now thing with uh, Joe Son, who plays Random Task? Jail? Mm. Is serving a lifetime prison sentence for the torture of a 19-year-old woman in 1990. So before the filming and release of this, he went uncaptured until 2008 when a DNA match linked him to the crime. According to the victim, she unknowingly had the copy of his movie in her name until her attacker's identity was revealed in 2017. Oh no, it was revealed, sorry. In 2017, he was sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate. Well, not to make too light of this... But you've got to give him props for preparing for the role, because that certainly is a random task. 
want to know how she didn't see him on anything. This film was huge. Yeah. Are you going to movies if you've been tortured? I think I'm probably, probably staying not. at home. Yeah, that's true. I suppose. Like, you would think she'd be able to fucking point him out and be like, hang on, that's the guy who fucking tortured me. And was something. he in anything else or like just this? I get the vibe he's just this I, kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have, I don't think he had any lines, did he? He was just no. a guy who threw a shirt at people, which yeah, that was granted, I found pretty funny. But <laughs> <laughs> the torture and fucking murder, not so much. Not so good. Yeah, pretty mad. Pretty though. random, though. Yeah. Well, now Dr. Evil's trying to come up with a bunch of plans to, I don't know, just do evil shit. We, we get another gag about him saying stuff that's whacked, that's happened already, like mm. Charles cheating on Diana and causing their divorce and there being a hole in the ozone layer. Mm. But he ends up with just a classic evil villain thing, which is to get a nuclear bomb and threaten the world with it. Yeah. Did you see that this film came out like a couple of months after Diana died? <laughs> I was wondering that. Yeah, because it was around that Ooh. time. So they, they didn't... That was cut from um, UK cinemas, that bit. They didn't show oh, that. Oh, okay. I was going to say, nobody would have enjoyed that. Especially, people yeah. fucking loved Diana. Yeah. I mean, out of all of those fucking dickheads, she was the best, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, it's right that they removed it from the UK release. People would have gone fucking mad. Yeah, it, it would have been a bit distasteful, I think. Although it was in the version I watched, which was yeah, UK DVD, so they clearly put it back in. <laughs> Enough time has passed, let's put it yeah. back in. That bit's gold. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> the people are missing out on this. They need the Diana bit. They need it. Joke I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this oh. is the bit where he um he goes to give the cat to one of his henchmen and then it, it like drags him off out of scene as well. And he sort of like scoots himself back to the table. They're the bits of this that I thought was so good. They were very funny. Less funny now we know the guy who pulled him tortured a, yeah. a woman. But... <laughs> Still has its place, a woman I suppose. Before he'd filmed this, <laughs> he'd he was already a torturer. Done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> to lighten the mood, we're off to Austin again. Austin. 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 Oh god, I've said the name too many times, and it has no meaning Austin. now. Austin tries his absolute damnedest to shag Vanessa, but she makes it clear, quite rightfully, because he is hideous that she wouldn't shag him if he was the last man on earth. Mm. Baby. Do I make you horny? Oh, uh, no, we get... It's a long time of this. They're on a plane. She's got nowhere to go. And it's not even like the... the implication. This, nice. The, the sexual assaultiness of this that's bothering me. I'm not trying to be too woke about it. The whole joke is that he's from another time. Yeah. But it's just not enjoyable to watch. No. It's not funny. And so you can't remove yourself from what he's doing, which is lying on a bed and just like grinding at a woman who's just just trying to put in some hours. Yeah. She's trying to work. <laughs> She's on the clock. Actually, got a job to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's very unprofessional. If anything, he does that like when he's filling in the form. He goes, "Sex, yes, please." And I don't oh, know if that God. was was that funny then. Was that like the first iteration of that being a thing? <laughs> No way. No way Mike Myers invented that joke. I mean, Some guy in like the DMV was waiting in line <laughs> and said that to himself. I'd like to think so, but you never fucking know. That I, I, I mean, I don't know if... I did find that funny, though, when I was younger. So I think this film must just be aimed at 15-year-olds. Probably. I don't know who else it is for. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got that bed, isn't he, that spins way too fucking quickly. If you were banging on that bed, you would be so fucking dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've just pinpointed what my issue is. I don't think it's what he's doing that bothers me. I think if he did it once or twice, it would be funny. I think it's because he's one of those guys who never stops. Yeah. He just keeps making the jokes. And we've all known people like that who just are always on. <laughs> and sometimes you need respite, but they do not give it to you. I think that's my attacks. issue with... Mr. Powers. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you on that. That That is definitely it. Yeah, if it was like the odd phrase saying something like that, then that could be funny. But because he's like that constantly, it just isn't. Oh, groovy, baby. <laughs> well, now we're back over to Dr. Evil. This is where he meets his son. And this is one of my favourite parts of this movie, I think. And something that only gets better throughout them is his relationship with Scott. <laughs> so 
Dr. Evil meets his son, Scott, who was born out of a test tube from like frozen sperm after he'd gone missing for a while. And he is played by Seth Green, who usually I detest. But in oh, this, really? I quite like him. Yeah, I don't know why. I quite like him. He always plays like a little like dweeby little geeky guy, doesn't he, yeah. generally? But he's, in this, he's a I bit more I don't know more, what it is that's normal. formed that, because I like him in Scream 2 as well. Yeah. Like, the character he has in that. But I really like the Scream movies, so that might form my opinion there. I don't know what it... Yeah, I think it's probably one role he's had in something that I've not... Uh, I think it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know? I didn't like him in that, his character. <laughs> and now I've applied that to the actor. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to check yourself, folks. Yeah. And that's me checking myself. No issue with Seth Green. Sure, he's a great guy. Hate the guy from Buffy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, they meet. Dr. Evil just wants to hug, but Scott wants absolutely nothing to do with him at, at this moment. Now, Austin and Vanessa are arriving in Vegas to start their mission. And they meet number two, who's uh, who sat at the blackjack table. And Austin is pretending to be a man named Richie Cunningham. But here's my issue with this, sorry. There's no reason this man who was alive in the 70s, uh, the 60s, who worked with Dr. Evil, was still number two then, wouldn't know who Austin Powers is. No. And surely Austin knows that. Surely they've met. So why is he giving him a fake identity? Exactly. He would either be on their database or he would just know who he is anyway because he was like this big celebrity sex symbol photographer fucking whatever back in the 60s. So just be who you are. Like James Bond and Casino Royale. Yes, yes, it would have been like if he was like trying to intimidate, but in a funny way. Yeah. But I think my issue is is that this scene serves no purpose. Nothing comes out of them meeting here. No. At all. Absolutely. Other than maybe to establish that number two knows Austin Powers for later on in the movie when they meet for a second and final time. I mean, number two doesn't even really do anything. Even at no, the end, he doesn't one. really do anything. <laughs> anyway, Austin goes into the bathroom of this fine establishment where he meets a cowboy-type fella and Patty O'Brien, the stereotypically Irish man, uh, <laughs> pops out from behind a wall to try to strangle Austin. And this is just another setup, another ridiculous setup, so we can now have a poo joke instead of a pee joke. The cowboy thinks he's taking the biggest shit of his life, but really Austin's fighting a man for his life. Before they even go in, he says, hey, partner, have a good one. If anyone said that to me, I would walk out. I don't need anyone talking to me at all before I have a shit. I need it to be silent. Oh, God. Especially a guy, like, trying to coach me through a poo. What do you think I am, a fucking two-year-old boy? <laughs> and what was he doing at the mirror before going in, into the store? Both because of them. Because he's just stood there. Yeah, and then they stand there together, and then they go into the store. Yeah. I mean, I know you need to fix yourself in the mirror sometimes, but you don't do that before your poo. That is after poo jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and also he puts talcum powder on his hands. Does he? Yeah, so much. <laughs> He's really going to cling to that toilet paper for us. An athlete. <laughs> He's like That's a rock a gold climber. medal shit. <laughs> Chalking up his hands. I missed that. That is so odd. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> And I don't, I don't really like poo jokes at all, ever. There's nothing really that I find funny about them. It's not that I'm prudish to do with stuff like that. I just don't find it funny. It's such a low grade of comedy. In films, I don't. But I find the idea of pooing very funny. Oh, yeah. When, like, uh, not to drop close, she's not going to like I'm going to say this, but when she comes out of the bathroom and she says something like, the world just fell out of my arse, <laughs> there's nothing I laugh hard rat. I think it's because it's such a juxtaposition to what a lovely, sweet, tiny girl she is. And then she comes out of the toilet and just tells me that she's created a new planet. I just think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, in person it's very different. But in, in films I think it's lazy writing. Yeah. <laughs> but improvised. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> we get um one of these cutscenes here as well, which is a, I, I don't know, there might have been one before this as well, but they've got, rather than it just transition to another bit like we've been doing in the whole film, they've got like these five second clips of him just dancing and stuff to music and then it goes somewhere else. But they it's not like they've been doing that to indicate time passing or location changing or anything before but there's like three instances of it in this film and it's really bizarre i didn't i didn't really get it yeah it is very odd it feels like they were put in just to extend the runtime 
for like contractual obligation or yeah. something <laughs> because all they had were like more piss and shit jokes and the studio was like well no we, we've got enough of those <laughs> yeah maybe maybe yeah i just found it a bit odd it was like uh what you would get in a tv show for them to go on to the next segment like a white background austin's like they're dancing and yeah. he's got like background singers and stuff the credits has like a song they do yeah in, on that same set i bet it's, it's just left, to be left fair, over but... from screen tests from that yeah it could be be interesting to google see why they're in it but i'm not sure i care that much <laughs> <laughs> but dr evil has secured the nuclear warhead uh, and he contacts the un council where he makes the mistake of requesting one million dollars which they all laugh at because in 90s money Apparently, that isn't worth very much anymore. So then he, he requests $100 billion instead, which then, yeah, they're, they're obviously scared by because yeah. that's, that's a lot of money now, let yeah. alone then. <laughs> yeah. But they do say they don't negotiate with terrorists, first of all, but obviously they come around because we've got a good 50 minutes of this movie left. Yeah, talking to the UN, isn't he? And you've got all the, yeah. the caricatures of each nation. There's a, a man with... A stripy shirt and onions round his neck. There's like a beef eater from the Tower of London. It's mm. like, yeah, it's just that. Will Ferrell's playing every there. one of them. Yeah, yeah. It, that didn't need to be there at all either. Just have normal people in suits. They're professionals. Also, if I was having a video conference with the UN and there was those people behind them, I'd be like, "This isn't the real UN." Can I speak to the real UN? Yeah. You fobbing me off with these other fucking dickheads. <laughs> they do like the, the evil laugh as well, which was another thing it, from this film, isn't it? It was like the thing. And then it slowly dies off and dies off and dies off into just like a... Like that. That's another bit which I actually found quite funny. Well, that is genuinely funny because it does obviously spoof... I'm explaining the joke to people. But I like that because you, in all the stuff, you see villains maniacally laugh. And you're like, well, I wonder what happens when they stop laughing. Is it all yeah. in the room? Yeah. I, I, do, I do like that. And he's just sort of like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the real UN. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that man dressed with onions around his neck. <laughs> Who else is going to be there? Every country's got their mascot. And a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> We get a scene then where Vanessa's talking with her mum on the phone about why some people would find Austin Powers shaggable and her mum admits that she did at one point but she was married so she didn't get into it. And this is all just a lead up to get Vanessa and Austin out onto a date because this film has to invent some sort of chemistry between them. Hey, they're out for drinks. Burt Baccarat is there. Some people might know who he is. I only know him from these movies. They're on top of a bus. All very strange. And more annoyingly, all paid for by the taxpayer. (laughs) That is my note exactly. Yes, yes. (laughs) We're paying for this. Can you do some fucking work, please? It's not the most fucking professional thing. Oh, don't worry. He's trying to stop an international terrorist and he's just gone dancing on a fucking open top bus. (laughs) (laughs) drinking champagne yeah but baccarat is there whoever that is yeah apparently that's a person i'm assuming the song that he's playing is that the guy who wrote that song is him yeah i assume so yeah that really annoyed me i was like motherfucker this is our tax money paying for this bus we think that because of how bad it's been in this country recently (laughs) like fucking the government throwing parties while we were all locked down, spending <laughs> our money on their wine and food. Yeah, we're automatically sceptical of any money spending yes. by the government, <laughs> as everyone should be, by the way. Yeah, we don't fucking do anything about it, do we? No, no, no. We'll quietly sit at home and bitch to each other about it. <laughs> on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. That's the most cutting way I could take down the government. No, I'm not going to riot. That's too French of me. I'm going to uh, talk about it with a friend of mine. Look, if it gets any worse, we'll write a letter. And if it gets any worse than that, we'll post the letter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they're all nice and drunk. They head back to the hotel and they start playing some some Twister. We're still paying for all this, by the way. We bought that that Twister. They're still on our dime as they're just fucking about and drinking in the hotel room. But Vanessa's so drunk now that she wants to shag Austin. I'm sorry I'm using this word so much, but I'm trying to stay on theme. But it's really starting to get to me, yeah. (laughs) But he refuses to because she's so drunk. Which surprised me. Me too. And it's really nice 
But the film immediately shits on that because the <laughs> next scene, he goes to a lot of vaginas' house. Yeah. For once, we've just seen some humanity, some actual realism in this character, and then you're immediately taken out of that by by going to a lot of a lot of vaginas, which isn't even doesn't even make sense. A lot of it is in is in it's just a really big one. Is that big vagina? Be- yeah. More than one vagina? Yeah. She got two? She got, like, Why a wide vagina? Like... Don't know. <laughs> God, that's a lot of vagina. When you say it like that, it's not so good. It's not, it's not sexy. It's this, like, really beautiful woman. It's like, my God, what, what a lot of vagina you've got. <laughs> Never seen oh. so much vagina. Oh, that's going to be the name of the episode, I think. <laughs> Before this, though, before he goes out, I just want to flag the miming behind the sofa that he does, which she fucking loves. So he's doing, like, the escalator and the lift and, like, going down the stairs. If I did that to any girl, obviously, before I was engaged, (laughs) I can almost guarantee they would fucking leave. They would be like, that's not funny. You're a fucking weirdo. I'm off. <laughs> but she... It, it was the funniest thing she'd ever fucking seen. That's fine, mate. It was too much vagina anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to go, love. There's a woman up there with so much vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Basil calls up the hotel room and, and he tells... Um, Austin, that he needs to gather some intel. And that happens to be over at a lot of vaginas house. Mm, the oldest laptop in the world. Yeah, he just walks in. There's yeah. nothing spy or secret about this. He just walks into the house, opens the first thing he sees, finds the intel. She comes into the room. She, like, obviously is evil, you can tell. Mm. And she's suspicious of him, which he doesn't pick up on. But she sort of lures him into the hot tub. <laughs> and she uses being sexy as a facade to look behind him, look at his business card, and see that he's not, in fact, Richard Cunningham, but really Austin Powers. So you think, oh, okay, so she's going to hold him up or something, or, you know, call it Dr. Evil or anything but shank him. But she shanks him instead, <laughs> and nothing more comes of this. She's got to get rid of some of that vagina. She's got a lot of it. <laughs> Plenty to go around. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what self-respecting spy has got a fucking business card with their real name and their job title on? (laughs) And you took it out whilst you were gathering intel. You're breaking into a woman's (laughs) house. And presumably he took it out of his clothes to put him behind him on... I... I... What else can you say about this? It's it's just for the movie to happen. It's yeah. not sensible in any way, yeah. It feels like every scene of it is like, from here on, really, is where the laughs kind of stop. Oh no, there's a, there's a couple of bits I like, but there's all just fast-forwarding plot until it gets to the end, where like all the like jokey bits kind of just sort of peter out, don't they? But yeah, yeah it's just fucking stupid. I did like the bit before he got in the hot tub, actually, and she's being all like alluring behind the screen door and you can see her undressing and that and he's there shaking so much she's like he can't do it and then he grabs his hand and then both hands start shaking <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh but yeah do you know what made me laugh johnny what is that her name is a lot of vagina because <laughs> we've we've established that Hilarious. but also she's married to number two so she chose to keep the last name for china <laughs> And presumably, she was bullied in school for that. So, so should have wanted to get rid of that name as soon as possible. <laughs> Unless she's just fucking owned it, man. Well, I was thinking the only way you don't get bullied for that is by handing out blowjobs like they're flyers. <laughs> That's the only way you can be okay with a name like that, isn't it? That's how you own it. A lot of blowies. It should be her name. <laughs> that makes That's sense. That's a lot of mouth. Makes, yeah, a lot of mouth. Doesn't make sense. It's like a Pokemon, a lot of mouth evolves into a lot of vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Well, quickly back to Dr. Evil. Basically, this this film is just flitting between Austin Powers making a joke and then Dr. Evil doing some scheme and back and forth, back and forth. So we're back to Dr. Evil again. And this is where Frau shows off her newest invention, which is the Fenbots. This is what she thinks is going to get Austin Powers once and for all. And she shows them off by summoning a load of minions, they call them. But mm. they're dressed like security guards. Yeah. And the fembots just murder them all. So you really hope that they get, like, life insurance as part of their benefits package. Because what a waste. Yeah, they got teddy guns, in there. they? They got yeah. fucking yeah. barrels come out of their boobs. Yeah, they just murder 
six of their own people just to show them. <laughs> you could have just shot at the wall. Yeah, wall, a dummy, out the window, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, you're just going to kill your own people. I guess it keeps down fees, doesn't it? Overheads. <laughs> <laughs> we get another scene now, which is just a scene for the sake of a joke and doesn't contribute to the movie at all, where Vanessa takes Austin to the, like, makeshift British headquarters where he gets some like generic spyware that he never uses and gives Basil the info that he's gotten from a lot of vagina's house and it's all just a setup that Basil's mum is there for some reason and Austin punches her in the face because she looks like a man but it's not a man it is his mum and that's the joke so there you go and I did not care for it at all. No, I, uh... <laughs> the whole time I was like, oh God. I guess at the time, I mean, the, the fucking, it's all changed a bit now and you you can't make jokes like that now at all. But maybe that was funny then, but I can't imagine it was, right? Well, this is similar time to like Mrs. Doubtfire and that was yeah. massive at the time. That sort of plays on the same stuff. Yeah, but he did just punch an old woman in the face, which objectively could be funny. <laughs> Depends on the old lady. Yeah, yeah. maybe she deserved it. (laughs) Oh, this is a scene I quite like coming up next. So Dr. Evil and Scott go to (laughs) father-son counselling. It's like just a group of fathers and sons like trying to come together. And it's just like going into their weird relationship. But specifically, what was funny about this was Dr. Evil going into his childhood. Oh my God, yeah. really made me laugh was when he talked about his dad and he said yeah. my father would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark that is, just really really tickled me that is my that's the one bit i wrote down from this i love that bit this this is my favorite scene in this by a long way right yeah and he's, yeah, he's yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. how he was like put into a burlap sack and he he wasn't <laughs> and beat him with a reed pretty normal stuff right <laughs> And um, yeah, he would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. (laughs) 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 Which which is, that is funny. You can't argue with that. That was very funny. But um, (laughs) there was deleted scenes from this and I would have liked to have seen more of this this section. Yeah, this is my favourite bit of the whole thing. I would watch like a a Netflix spin-off series of Dr. Evil's uh, therapy sessions. Just Dr. Evil all round. Yeah. Nothing in this film that's good is about Austin Powers. Yeah, true. Get Austin out of it. A prequel with Dr. Evil before he even <laughs> fucking meets him. <laughs> or like he... I'm going to write the movie for you right now, Mark. Dr. Evil freezes himself again, thinking that Austin's also going to do it and they can buzz it again in the future, but he goes too far and Austin's dead, so he like spends the film trying to find a new nemesis. Bang. Written oh. it for you. Oh, Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> That is good. And that would yeah. be that would be funny. He just never finds one. No. <laughs> He's just constantly trying to bait people into being his nemesis. <laughs> he could have all his minions still, and he could like be plotting against himself and doing things like that happened to his minions and yeah. stuff and pretending that it's a nemesis. And then it's really embarrassing for him when everyone finds out he hasn't got one and he's really been doing it to himself. <laughs> Oh, Evan, that, that's... Uh... I don't want to be the one only movie I write to be an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> Netflix would buy it in a heartbeat, but they buy everything. <laughs> only other thing of note from this scene is that it was Carrie Fisher who was leading the, the counselling group. Was it really? Um, it was, yeah. I've got um, I think. something... Uh, the, the guy and the son who were talking at the beginning of it, they were a father and son in I Love You Man as well. The same, the same people. I love you, man. With Paul Rudd and, and big dude from How I Met Your Mother. What's his fucking name? Jason. Jason Seagal. Seagulls. Yes, 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 yes. That's a good movie. I watched that it is, recently. Yeah, we watched that as one of our Sunday films. I adore Paul Rudd. <laughs> Me too. In that film where he calls him Joban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before uni, I had nothing really to do in that summer holidays other than watch the 2012 Olympics. That's how old we are, everyone. I only watched Paul Rudd movies. I was like, I wonder if I could watch them all. You can. It's not that hard. (laughs) I don't know what feat I thought that would be. (laughs) We've got a couple scenes there that will power through. So Vanessa finds out that Austin shagged Miss Vachina and that he didn't use condoms. Uh, She's real uh, upset about that. Austin and Vanessa do a tour of Number Two's factory where they they they're on a big roller and they flatten one of the security guards who 
doesn't get out of the way. It was quite funny, like we're ages yeah. away and he's like, yeah, doesn't I like move. That and they're bit. like, go, go, go. Yeah, and then we get a flash away to his family who receive a call that he's died on the job. For some reason on the tour of the factory, Mike Myers is dressed up as like an Indian man. man yeah. in like uh, Yes, yeah, Sikh man. Uh, and Vanessa is in cowgirl outfit. It It's some weird play on cowboys and Indians for some reason. I don't understand it. It's unnecessary yeah. beyond belief. <laughs> I wrote, at least he's not in brown face. <laughs> yeah, at least he didn't do that. Yeah. If you can't picture it, Google the love guru. And it's just <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Oh, God, that film shit as well. Embarrassingly, I remember loving it. Yeah. And I refuse to watch it again because there is no way that it's good. No. <laughs> so I'd rather hold on to my memories of having enjoyed something at one point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we get um, we get a brief moment of Christian Slater as well, don't we? Uh, so that's here now, yes. So another odd addition to this movie. They're trying to get into one of the, the other rooms and there's a security guard out there. It's Christian Slater and he's using his mind control trick that he learned from his guru. It's not overtly racist, but there is something about it that feels wrong. Yeah. So I, I didn't laugh. But it's a lot of eyebrow work. Yeah, and shaky head. Yeah, yeah, there's it's, a bit too much of that. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Iconic scene, this, with Christian Slater, but the orange sherbet and, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, how did they get him to do this? Because he was coming off the back of some big names as well. Man. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was when he was at his height, probably, then, wasn't it? Like, yeah. mid-90s. Yeah, he just... Uh, He'd just come out of uh, my favourite film, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which I suggested to do on the pod, but turns out it's two and a half hours long. <laughs> That's long for the pod. Yeah. yeah, it's something we don't often talk about. We try to stick to movies that are in the hour and a half to hour 45. Mm. Otherwise, the recordings get too long. Uh, and also watching the film can be a bit of a nightmare because it takes longer than the time you're of the runtime oh, yeah. of the movie because you're pausing it all the time to take notes. Uh, not to complain, this is fun. And you know, <laughs> some people <laughs> in other countries can't do podcasts, so we should feel lucky. <laughs> my mum would say. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Exactly. As they're milling about the factory, uh, random task knots out Austin and Vanessa, which are uh, a lot darker, a shadow cast on this now after Johnny's news. <laughs> yeah, no, and right. He takes them to Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil shows the UN council that he's built the drill bomb. Uh, oh yeah, maybe I didn't explain this. He's putting the bomb inside a drill and it's going to drill down to the centre of the earth and, I shit you not, destroy the earth. Now, Dr. Evil did not explain any of his plans for leaving the Earth or what he'll do when he kills everyone on the Earth because you're not a very good evil genius yeah. when you've killed everyone. What <laughs> are you going to do? Your money will be worthless. Yeah, I mean, he'll control the world, I suppose, but yeah, from a bunker. survived, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he specifically wants to trigger all the super volcanoes on the planet. And famously, you only need to trigger one. Yeah. For everyone to die, slowly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what you're going to do after that. But hey, Dr. Evil introduces, I do like this scene to be fair, introduces Scott yeah. to Austin, who's just like at the table, they're having dinner together. And Scott's quite rightly just wonders, why don't we just shoot him? <laughs> Bang, done. But Dr. Evil's like, no, you, you don't get it. There's a whole thing going back and forth. I'm going to put him in like this room, close the door so I can't see him. It'll be easily escapable. But explain the whole plot to him yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is, I, I guess it's a spoof on like on the, the, James the, Bond the, stuff. the spy James Bond kind of-esque things. But yeah, he, there's that whole like where he's trying to talk and he keeps shushing him. And that that was all improvised, apparently. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> and it went on for so long. <laughs> Imagine the, like, the people, like like the directors, like looking down. It's like, none of this is in here. They've been doing it for about a minute now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the movie. That's yeah. how little else they had. <laughs> he explains that he, uh, he's going to be lowered into a, a shark tank. And he's corrected, saying that they couldn't get sharks anymore because they're endangered. So they've got, was it sea bass? Genetically modified sea bass. Mutated. <laughs> Which, yeah, mutate, yeah, mutated sea bass. Sea bass, like Sean Connery. Sea bass. <laughs> Ill-tempered is how he describes them. <laughs> Which yes, that, that yes. bit made me, made me laugh. 
And we do get to see them in action, because uh, as Vanessa and Austin escape with some floss and the toothpaste, they lower the guard who's with them, his head, into the sea bass, and they just, like, tear it apart like mm. piranhas. And then that leads straight into another of the flashback scenes. Well, not flashback, it's a cutaway to a party that this guard was meant to be at. Yeah. And Rob Lowe is there. Yeah. Who I think was playing young number two at the beginning of this movie, so he must be number two's son. Potentially, I uh, just yeah. need to mention it because I love Rob Lowe. This wasn't that long after his little controversy, though, was it? Yeah, what did he do again? He was it filmed a sex tape with a 16-year-old girl. It, it, how old was he, though? Uh, probably not that old. He would have been in his 20s, I'd imagine. It's still weird, I suppose. It is still okay. odd. Yeah. But um, I forgive him. Okay, but, sorry everyone. <laughs> I love Rob Lowe. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't forgive a uh, random task, whatever his <laughs> name was. <laughs> you draw the line at torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Eighteen or not, not a fan. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are. Actually, saying that, if you're over ninety, you could probably get tortured. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> You've not got long left. If they're gonna, you're do halfway it, out the door, mate. <laughs> If you're going to torture anyone, do it to an old person because they haven't got long left. But we don't condone that no. or endorse it. No. <laughs> but if you're gonna. Yeah. Oh, God. Why did I say that? That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, after escaping, uh, Austin and Vanessa split up to cover more ground in the factory. And there is a an iconic scene. It's not played as much as I, I thought it was going to be, uh, but he's... He's stuck in a hallway on one of these little vehicles that they used to traverse the place. Yeah. And he's he's turned it so much that he can't get out between the two walls. It's like a million point turn. You'll remember the scene. But it, it's like two seconds, which is weird because every joke in this is at least 30 seconds. Yeah. So I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't longer. Austin now runs into the fembots where they gas him with their nipples. But instead of, again, killing him, they just... I don't know what the gas is because it just sort of makes him horny yeah. and he gets in bed with them. But he was already horny, so I, I doubt it did anything. That's that's what I was thinking. It's such a weird... <laughs> they We only saw their, their titty guns have fucking bullets come out of them and then they start gassing him. So what were the bullets for if you weren't going to use them on him? Well, they were trying to kill him anyway with the sea bass. So just fucking shoot him and get it over and done with. Like fucking... Dr. Evil's son was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> like we all want, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just to get to the end of this quicker. For the love of God. <laughs> well, at the same time, Dr. Evil is arming the drill with the nuclear bomb. They've said they'll give him the money. Yeah. But he is still going ahead with this plan. <laughs> Let's power forward. Yeah. Austin destroys the fembots with his sexual mojo alone. He just does like a load of thrusts at them and they start to malfunction. Look, I can't hate on this scene too much because I remember enjoying that when I was a kid, when I understood a lot less, but I didn't have time for it this time. No, I did not like it at all. I tell you what I didn't like even more is Miss Kensington coming in and just going, Onward, boys! Yeah, very <laughs> cringy. Oh, it's yeah. horrible. Nothing really that funny, apart from Dr. Evil falling off the chair in that bit. He's got this big suit on with, like, a big hood. For oh, some yeah. fucking reason. I guess for the radiation. No one else is wearing one. And he just misses the chair and falls off and gets back on. That that made me laugh. Again, it's always Dr. Evil. Yeah. It's never Austin yeah, Powers. Yeah, literally. Well, Austin gets to Dr. Evil now, uh, and then uh, Vanessa also appears with all these guys in high-vis, and they attack Dr. Evil and his men. Austin just about makes it to the abort button in time before the drill reaches the core of the earth, which was, again, going to kill everybody, including Dr. Evil. And, shocker, um, melt the drill. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't get that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All of the wires and triggers and all of the detonators, they don't work anymore. It's simply too hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's simply too much vagina. Yeah. Yeah. That's her sister. <laughs> There's this whole Mexican standoff uh, after the, the, the drill has been aborted. And hang on, you, you are right. The drill has been aborted, but it's still next to the core yeah. of the earth. That yeah. bomb is still exploding. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're too late. Ten minutes ago. 
anywhere. It's going to do some fucking... Well, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about oh. geology. My A-level, my E... It can't at, be good, can it? No, no. Setting off a it. nuclear bomb at the crust of the Earth. <laughs> no. Yeah, they say Mexican standoff between... Hang on, can you say that anymore? Is that not PC? There's a normal standoff, That's equally diverse stand, standoff, where Dr. Evil has a gun to Vanessa... Austin has a gun to Scott, but Dr. Evil doesn't care. But then number two comes into the room and betrays Dr. Evil. A lot going on, but the film has been pissing about so much getting to this point. We need to ram it all in Yeah. But immediately, for for some reason, (laughs) number two sits down and Dr. Evil hits the button on the table that killed Mustafa earlier and kills uh, number two as well. Scott says to him, uh, it's like, oh, don't do this. We had a breakthrough in group and stuff. And he says, I had, the, I had the group liquidated, you little shit. <laughs> they were insolent. Yeah, they were insolent. <laughs> <laughs> I had the group liquidated. <laughs> yeah, that bit made oh. me laugh. But then... Yeah, what do you even say about this? I don't even think the film knows what's going on or why it's happening. Like I said earlier. why idea. number two yeah. dies. It's just trying to push it all on so quickly with like not really thinking about any plot and i know we're we're taking it probably a bit too seriously it's all going to be very spoofy and this kind of shit but even with films like that there can be clear plot points that are followed consistently the whole way through that evolves the story gets to a resolution and then the film ends this just sort of like saves it all for the last 20 minutes and then it's not funny anymore no it's not even that this is plot. This is just, like, things happening yeah. <laughs> all at the same time because they don't know what to do with all these characters that they've set up. So something was written down on the page yeah. and they just filmed it. And this is the end of the movie. Dr. Evil escapes back into space and the base starts exploding around Austin and Vanessa. Presumably they escape because they're also in the next ones, or at least Austin is. I've no clue about Vanessa. Yeah, he's driving away in his car, which apparently was there. He got taken to the base by, what's his face, random task, but he drove off in his car and left all of the soldiers that came in there, all the British soldiers, they all died. They just left him there. There's only two seats. The the fodder of war. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously they do survive because now we cut to three months later Mm. where Vanessa and Austin are married, random task shows up, and, like, tries to kill them both, but they manage to stop him. There is a funny bit where Random Task throws a shoe at Austin, and you expect it to, like, decapitate him like he did with the bust earlier, but it just hits him in the face, and he's like, ow! (laughs) That really hurts. Who throws a shoe? Yeah, Yeah, which I think that's another quoted thing that happens. Yes, definitely, definitely. My mum used to say that all the time. She loved this movie. Maybe we're just too far out of the culture at that point. We were too yeah. young for it to be funny or um, to even really know what was going on. We would have been way too young for it. I think the other element is, like, I can watch a film and enjoy it. But when I watch a film for a pod, you watch it differently because you're looking for things. And mm. certainly within the realms of this, you're looking for things that you can pull out that you can make a joke from or, you, yeah. can have, you know, we, we can we can riff on a little bit. But when something is like I said at the beginning of this, as service level as this movie, where everything literally is just sort of a cheap joke. There's no underlay, there's nothing, there's no meaning to any of this. So you can't really get anything from it. So what, we, what we've done is all really we could do, which is yeah. pick on it a little bit. Yeah. And so it makes it look shit to us because that's all the, really there is for us to talk about. Yeah, true. Sorry to pull the curtain back there, guys. That's <laughs> before the question, but yeah. What, what, what else have we got yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he blows his cock up with the cock pump. The end. Yeah, yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. We had to squeeze that one in, didn't we? Yeah. Because we, the Chekhov's gun of the Swedish penis pump hadn't been used yet. Of course. So that's what yeah. you end the movie with. The, the funniest part of it, the cock pump. And that is the end of the movie, apart from the song. Oh, yeah. Which, which I, I think I like. I quite like. It's liked. just a BBC thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit groovy, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Evan, you're right. It was a bit groovy, baby. oh well the end of the movie brings us to the question johnny Mm. and i'll feel that your way as i always do so you think that was good do you well it's quite hard to explain because like you said we were fucking razzing on it quite hard because there's not really a, a lot else to to say 
But at the beginning, for like the first half an hour, I really was enjoying it quite a lot. I found it quite funny. All the sort, it was more slapstick and silly, and stuff like that, which I more enjoy as opposed to like the weird, like just being. I, I guess it was sexual then as well, but like not harping on way too much about it. Mike Myers was brilliant as Doctor Evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. But I guess in the same vein, he, he was. I think we're too far removed from it. I think at the time, if you were 15 watching that film, that's a very funny film. But watching it now at 30, in the time that we live in now, which isn't as accommodating for the jokes, I don't, I didn't find it funny. Elizabeth Hurley, I mean, not a great actress, but she is fucking fit. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all the film needed from her. It's just very silly, and I don't know what I was expecting. It's just a lot of shit jokes, and if you throw enough shit at the wall, what some of them are going to yeah. be funny, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, I mean, it was clearly like a culturally important film because it was quoted forever, like and still is. Like, in, in on the... What's the podcast? This is important, the Workaholics one. On the soundboard, they've got like three sound bites from this, so it's it just just goes to show you even now people find that funny. So apparently, I mean, I, I don't know if I did, but yeah, it, no, not really. I didn't find it funny. It, <laughs> I, no, I didn't think it was good. Sorry, I I can agree with you more. You're right. Culturally, this still does mean something to a lot of people because another podcast I I, I love is Total Reboot, the Australian podcast. That's what mm. got me wanting to podcast was those. Oh, right. uh, and they started because of these movies. The original one, The Blank Slate, I think they started with the Austin Powers movies. Uh, and they still talk about them very positively. Yeah, I think it is just the eye you have to take for this podcast that sort of changed it into something that I didn't enjoy so much. It's certainly less hits than it is misses. Yeah. What I did enjoy, I won't deny. I'm not going to say I, I hated every bit of this movie. Uh, a few times I've said, well, I laughed at things. So I'm not ashamed of that. I wouldn't recommend people not watch this anymore. Not that that's the point of this. I'm not trying to put people off movies. But there's certainly something in this for other people. Yeah. But this this one, at least, didn't live up to my expectations. Uh, at some point, I will watch the others and see if they're of a similar vein or if they just got better, because maybe that's the case. Potentially. I think there is something to what you're saying about looking at it through the lens for a podcast, because you are yeah. trying to pick up on details that you ordinarily just would fucking glaze over and be like, oh, that doesn't bother me. So maybe, maybe that's why. I can't imagine I it so. was, though. <laughs> well, we've decided it's our own fault. Yeah, yeah. We made this film bad somehow. <laughs> I'm gonna say I think it was okay. I do. It was fine. It didn't do it for me, mm. but I did. I, I didn't hate this. No, I didn't. I struggled hate it. through worse for this pod. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If I was to give it bumps, I would give it four. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but bumps aren't welcome here. Mate. No, no. Get out of here, bumps. <laughs> Get- well, that is. Excellent. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you so much for joining me as usual. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Please leave us a five-star review if you think we're Groovy Baby. And if you don't, leave us a five-star review anyway because it will help us. Please follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at So You Think Pod. And you can check out some of the older episodes I'm putting up on YouTube. They're still good, even though they're a little bit older. Don't worry. Next time, I'm not sure we've picked a movie, so I will drop that on Instagram before we do it. And until then, goodbye. Baby. <laughs> <laughs>